Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to The Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Happy Sunday, Sarah. Happy Sunday to you. We are here for a More Than Mom episode that is uh, disproportionately about Megan today. You are the star of this oh. episode and there is a reason. Do you want to share your news? Yes, I do. Um, it's very good news. I went and got myself engaged. So affianced. I am affianced, which I've been saying quite a lot. And, um, special man friend is now special man fiance. Yes, he is. Uh, this is very exciting. And we did think it would be fun to just have a chat today. We're yeah. coming into your ears on a Sunday. These Sunday episodes are not about parenting in the first place. Um, and they're often about whatever's top of mind for us. And this is top of mind. So very you much so. have a ring on your finger. I have a ring on my finger. Before we get into this, I just want to share that last time I was... Um, I don't remember why exactly. I I, do, I dove into like our far back catalog. Oh, because we were doing spot checks um, for some ad stuff that we're running. And I so I just randomly picked like three really old episodes to listen to. And one of the ones I picked was actually the one where I talked about getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. And like I didn't the title felt vaguely familiar to me, but we purposely did not put any details about my divorce in the title or in the description. You don't, we, you would never know. So if, if anybody's been curious and has been like combing the archives, looking for that post, you will have to actually go back or that episode. You'd have to go actually go back and listen. I think we did that just because it wasn't about sensationalizing the news of your divorce. We no, wanted no, no. to have like a real yeah. conversation about going through hard times. And exactly. But I think I also felt a little skeevy about yeah. having it out there as like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want that to feel like you said, like the point, but yeah, 
but it, it was, it was me talking about taking care of myself during that time. And anyway, listening to it felt like a punch in the gut. Like I could just tell by like listening to my voice, how hard that episode was for me to get through. And, um, of course, you know, you don't have to be repartnered or remarried to like heal from divorce, nothing like that. But I do feel like it's, it's just nice. That was about, well, that would have been, that was like around this time of year. Yeah. But yeah, but six years ago. No. Yeah. Yeah. Six years ago. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. So I guess, um, I guess I just like that, that feeling of the circle, like six years feels like a really long time come a long way. It actually feels like it went by really fast. And, um, I like the little point of comparison. Now I kind of want to go back and listen to these episodes side by side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this is true for both of us. This podcast is not about our personal lives, but duh, like we're on here an hour or two every week talking to each other. And we feel very intimately connected to listeners and longtime listeners And both of us have at times shared quite personal things on the podcast. And at the same time, we're always like this podcast isn't about our personal lives. It's about the larger conversation around motherhood and parenting. But sometimes we got to pause and be like, okay, this is happening in my personal life. Right. It would be weird not to talk about this. Yes. And this is one of those things. I'm very excited to talk about it with you today. I am excited about it too. And I get to just ask all of the questions that like, your girlfriends ask when you get engaged, like all the detail questions. And we don't really have like a, a very structured outline for this. So you don't even no, know. In what fact, I'm, I'm not ask. even looking at my computer screen, which is very unusual. Yeah. I'm kind of kicked back right now. Just like, just waiting to see what comes at me. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer 
and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. All right. Well, let's, um, for anybody who doesn't even understand the reference special man friend, do you want to give a high level, um, little relationship history of you and yeah. Eric to bring us up to present day, bring us up to sure. early April, 2023? Absolutely. So Eric and I, um, met, well, it's kind of funny. We didn't meet through a dating app, but we did become Facebook friends before we met. So he popped up on my Facebook probably late 2019. It's been a long time as a person you may know, as we are all familiar with. And usually I ignore those, but I was like, ooh, I would like to know him. So I clicked add friend and he accepted. And then that was it. We'd never spoke to each other. Um, but we would like see each other out sometimes. And we both were on dating apps and we would scroll right past each other. So it was okay, like, that's really funny. Yeah. So it's like, we were aware of each other's presence. Um, he's really good at remembering people's names. And I remember one time we were out and he actually said, hi, Megan, like from across the room. And I was like, wow, that's so weird. Like, how does he know my name now? I just realized he knows every, like, he's really good at memorizing people's names and he makes a real effort to do that. And I'm terrible at it. Um, but anyway, there was a night in February of 2020, right before the world changed, where we ran into each other. We were both out at the same happy hour. And I told my friend, I'm going to go strike up a conversation with that guy. And she knew him from the gym. Like they, they worked out at the same gym and she said, oh, he's a really good guy. And I said, I get a good vibe. So I went over and said hello and then sort of ended up in this big group of people talking to a lot of different people, but the group just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled until it was just Eric and I. And then we wound up, I had to stay up super late that night because my brother was coming into town. My sister was getting married the next day. So my brother was driving in from Minneapolis and I had to wait for, wait up for him. And so Eric hung with me and we sat in my car and listened to music really loud and did car karaoke to like nineties country. It was so fun. And then after that, it kind of, like, I'm not going to say fizzled out exactly, but it was just like on this very slow progression toward, I'm not sure what, like we weren't dating. We were kind of hanging out and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And then after that, he basically became my, like, um, my pod person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but remember how you were, you were yeah. like people were forming pods and I think technically we were breaking the rules. I wasn't really supposed to be hanging out with anybody outside of my you know, uh, immediate family, but that would have meant I would be alone a lot of the time because yeah. my kids were going back and forth. That never felt like a very realistic expectation to me, for, but especially I, for divorced families, because you're already, families, like, we're already mingling and yeah. mixing. Um, so he was like the person I hung out with, but that sort of froze any romantic development. I, I think we were, were a little bit afraid of losing our only person if it yeah. didn't work out from a dating perspective. So 
we just hung out for like five or six months. Like he was the only person for a long time outside of my kids that I saw in real life in person. And it was just kind of a standing agreement that if his kids weren't with him and my kids weren't with me, we were probably going to be hanging out together. So, you know, like we went to Costco together and we'd watch movies at his house. Like just, it was just very relaxed. And then toward the end of the summer, as things, as life was getting back to normal, I remember having this feeling of anxiety, like now what? Now people are back out. Our lives are going back to the way they were. We're still just friends. If I start dating someone else, I'm going to lose this friendship. Like it's not gonna, it was too partner too intimate a friendship, exactly. but it wasn't yet romantic. Exactly. And um, I, I think there were just like, we both knew it was like, a, this was the point it had to either, it had to go in one direction or another. And if, if the direction it was, was not together, probably we were, the whole thing was just going to dissolve. It just felt that way to me. And um, I'm kind of impatient. He moves very slowly on things and very methodically. And so I was impatient like for three months of the six. And I think my impatience finally went him over. And so we did start dating in the um, the fall and then have been together ever since. So it's been two and a half years of us just basically being a couple. I can't believe it's been that long, but yeah. yeah. And a lot has happened. Like we've bought yeah. property, we bought a business. Yeah. Um, there's a lot happening that we've been doing together. So it's very much been like a partnership, but we have not lived together. Yeah. Um, we live about 90 seconds of a drive from each other, which is great. But now we're, you know, as we'll talk about, we're just yeah. entering like a whole different stage of combining our lives. That yeah. ha- we haven't been there yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a, a great overview. And if anybody is curious, we did do an episode um, just a year ago, a little over a year ago called Finding Love After Divorced and uh, Divorce. And you talked like about kind of your journey of getting there and then meeting yeah. Eric. So I would say for our divorced, divorcing single dating moms, I'll link up a couple episodes because you have been very open about like what, ha- how you got to the place where there was even readiness for Eric in your life. Um, and that's an important part of the story too. Yeah. Um, I, and the nickname special man friend was basically just for somebody. I think that's what we called him before we gave him a name. Yeah. Like, and I would kind boyfriend of boyfriend sounded yeah. weird, right? Boyfriend like, does sound weird. I'm 45 years old. Yeah. So yeah. Special man friend was the way of letting people know that I had someone without naming him. I didn't do that. I was very slow to share anything about yeah. any of this relationship on social. Yeah. Very slow, which I don't think in, in, in retrospect, I do not regret. Yeah, no, I, I and also then when he did start making an appearance, it was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Um, OK, so I want to share where like how I found out about this proposal and some of the questions I had for you right away, because that'll be a good entry point. So obviously you and I are very close. We talk all the time. I know how you and Eric are very established in your coupledom. And as you mentioned, you have bought a, you have bought several pieces of real estate and or buildings and or property together over the last year. So as your friend, I have no doubt that this is like a solid long-term relationship that you're in, but I had never asked you like, are you guys going to get married? Or if you were, would that even be like more of a mutual decision versus like a down on one knee surprise proposal, et cetera. So you and I, um, were chatting on a Saturday morning about work as we are inclined to do. Um, 
we were going back and forth on Voxer and we were actually, it was all work related. We were catching up on some stuff from the week and it's not unusual for us to catch up about work on a Saturday. And then um, we used Voxer to communicate. So we were trading voicemails and then it just kind of stopped. It's not like we got cut off or anything, but we, we wrapped up a couple of topics and I went back and looked at like the timestamp an hour later, like an hour and five minutes or some very short amount of time. You texted a picture, a selfie of yourself and your ring hand. And I forget what you said. I should pull it up. But it was just like, like something. I think hap- I said, hey, something happened. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. I, I was like, what? 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 Well, we were just talking. And I think I was, first of all, it made my day. I was so excited. It was the, the best kind of surprise for me because um, I don't really like surprises. But this is a surprise that's like not, it's not my life. So it was just like right. a complete happy surprise. But one of my first questions to you was, did you know this was coming? Because I had, it's not like I asked you like, Ooh, do you think he's going to pop the question? We have not talked about that at all. So that is a long way of saying, let's talk about that. Did you see this coming? And your answer to me was like globally. Yes. Today. No. So talk about that element of like, did you know this was coming? How surprised were you? Um, I was extremely surprised in the moment. So we've definitely, I mean, there's a lot of logistic reasons. Okay. So I just found, I said, guess what's, I said, guess what's new. <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot of it and send it to you. Okay. So Did I even write back, I think I just picked up the phone and called you. you. you and called by the way, me. we never talk on the phone. Like we I know. use other methods of communication. <laughs> Calling is reserved usually for like work emergencies. Right. I know. And I saw, I looked down at my phone. Of course, I never even had my ring around because I use my phone so little. And there I see, I'm like, oh, Sarah Powers, I got to grab this. you did pick up. Which, and yeah. we talked for like a half a second and then, yeah. yeah. So. Um, you know, obviously with all the ways that we have been enmeshing our lives, um, I knew that like a long-term, like we're talking about long-term life stuff. Sure. We're definitely partners. There were a lot of complications, are a lot of complications. And I feel like this actually at some point should be like a whole episode about how you make these decisions around bringing in a step-parent or blending families and like, Mm -hmm. There were reasons I, you know, if you had asked me five years ago, how do you think you would want a relationship to go six years ago? Let's say when I was early in my divorce, I probably would have thought, well, I'm just going to meet somebody and then we're going to, you know, if it works out within like a year or whatever, we will be living in the same house and it just makes sense. And in a lot of ways it does make sense. But the further I got away from having been in a home with a husband and our kids, the more complications I saw of just rushing back to that for lots of reasons. One of them being, it's probably not a good idea to rush that, but just like the combination, the combining kids who've already been through a lot with another family of kids who've already been through a lot and then expecting them to just kind of work it out started to feel the older my kids got less and less fair. Um, and more complicated for every, like a lot of my sister and I talked about it and she said, yeah, I see what you mean. That's just a lot of accommodating for everybody. And that's really what it is. It's like, how many things do we all have to accommodate right now at this point of our lives when we're all doing pretty well in the routines that we have? Um, and that I would have said two years ago that that felt to me like not a huge, it didn't feel like a rush. I wanted I do get a little or did get a little bit of like early relationship anxiety. That is definitely something I've dealt with and talked about. 
But that faded because the more secure I was in the relationship, the less I felt like I needed a ring on my finger uh-huh. or something contractual to, yeah. you know, make that outwardly. It didn't, I didn't need that anymore. Then it starts to become, okay, well, there's certain things that we want to do. And a lot of those have um, monetary implications yeah. and things like legal that. Legal tax. Yeah. yeah, legal tax. And living apart and supporting two households when uh, he now his kids are all flown, grown and flown. And I only have two minor children at home who are only with me half the time. Like now having two separate households to support those few humans, yeah. <laughs> human hours starts to make less and less practical sense. Mm-hmm. And we did have a conversation a couple of months ago where I just said, I feel like our lives are, are too complicated right now. Like there's too many moving parts. I am going back and forth between houses. Um, it might, I keep leaving stuff in one place and then having yeah. to go get it from the other place. We have two sets of utility bills. We have two house payments. Like all of these things are starting to feel overwhelming and overly complicated. And he agreed, but being someone who moves really slow on stuff, I just thought, okay, he registered that. And probably in a year, we'll do something yeah. about it. That was really what I thought. Okay. Like, okay. you know, we're, we know where we're moving. Like we haven't, I haven't said, are we going to get married? But like, we kind of know we're going to, but I wasn't thinking I was going to be proposed to on Saturday. And then um, we were in Manistique together. And so that's where we, that's in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That's where we bought the building last year. That's going to be a market and a bookstore where we have some property and we were up there and Eric's been working on the building and I was just there visiting and we went for a walk and I even said, Hey, should I get cleaned up for dinner now? Or should, are we just going to go for a walk and come back? And he's like, well, you can do that. You can get cleaned up later. We'll just go for a walk and then come back. So he like did not set me up for success with my hair. <laughs> I have to say, or anything about my look that day I was wearing, I thought I'd come back and work out. So I was wearing like leggings and a workout top. And we started walking and I thought we were going to this antique store and he's like, well, let's go down by the water. And I was kind of like, okay, I don't really feel like it, but all right. So my, I mean, in my mind, I'm already five steps ahead of like getting back so I can work out so I can clean up so we can go out later. I had no idea this was happening. And, um, we went down to the Marina and we're looking at the water. We've been talking about getting a boat and we're just kind of like picking out, you know, picking out slips and, talking about and I'm turned away from him like my back to him and my hands started to get cold because it was still pretty chilly up there so I put some gloves on I put my sunglasses on and I turn around and he's down on one knee and I'm like did you drop something are you tying your shoes like what and so it happened so fast I didn't even look at the ring like I didn't even look at it I just said yes and then we're hugging and kissing and then I'm like I can't believe you proposed and I'm wearing my sunglasses I don't really know why that felt important at the moment but I didn't feel like I should be wearing sunglasses when I got proposed to. <laughs> I don't know why. Depends if it's sunny. Depends I, on if it you're was facing very, the sun. Yes, it was very sunny. And it's and I said there aren't I said something like, where are the photographers or something? Because that we've joked about people around like lurking in the background yeah. to photograph an engagement. We did not have those. Um and then we just kind of walked back up to town. We popped into the closest restaurant. That was where I sent that picture from. Yeah. And just sat at the bar and had some apps and a drink and like celebrated with you the tell, bartender. Like, d- yeah. I was going to ask, like, did you tell the bartender? We, we did. And she was very cute. And then she made us. Well, then, of course, then we're like texting everybody and yeah, um, had to do it in the right order. I wanted the kids to know first and 
all those things and having many kids that are all spread out. I know yeah. texting was the way to do it. If I had waited for them to answer the phone, like I right. never would have gotten in touch with anybody. Right. So then once that was done, then I kind of went through the family. Like we just went through the list of people. Although I, I feel like you might've been the first one though. Cause we had just been talking. I yeah. may have texted you before my kids. Also, I knew I'm, you weren't going to go tell them. Right. right. I'm uncomplicated because I'm completely disconnected from the, your right. other webs of contact. Yeah. I knew contact. you weren't going to yeah. like accidentally let it slip to the wrong person. So we both went through our list and then we, and I, I, oh, the bartender was really chatty and I apologized at one point. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like I'm just texting a lot. Uh, we just got engaged. <laughs> She's like, so then one of Eric's friends said, oh, you guys should order a drink you've never had before because that'll be memorable or something. Aww. And she said, oh, I'll make you something. So she made us kind of a forgettable shot. But I mean, it was kind of fun. It was on the yeah. house. And yeah. um, I think it had like schnapps in it or something. And then and then we just sat there and like it, we really didn't talk about really the wedding plans or anything like that. It was just like, let's just be engaged and be happy being engaged. So was a really nice day. Then we went back and I got cleaned up um, and did my hair so that we could take some real pictures. So I have a question about um, the, the phone tree of knowledge. Did yeah. anybody know beforehand? So had he told anybody in either his circles or your circles, like did anyone on your, on team Megan and Eric know this was coming or had he kept it really close to the vest and then all the news was after? So he had already told his kids earlier that day. Okay. He had a couple of his friends that I don't really talk to mm -hmm. who knew that he was moving in this direction. Now, I will say that he bought a vintage ring and it took some time to get. And he okay. says he was looking for a ring for like eight or nine months. I was like, well, I hope you didn't wait on the I hope you didn't let that be the thing that kept you from proposing. And he said, I actually think that he was casually. So uh -huh. I don't think he, I think once he was really ready to ask, yeah. that's when he picked up the, you know, the search, but I think he had an eye out for a long time because he, at one point kind of early on, we, we go in to antique stores a lot together. And I had said how pretty I think vintage jewelry is. And, um, like the, the hint had been dropped, Yeah, but I would have been totally fine if it hadn't been a vintage ring. It just, yeah. it is, it's a vintage ring set from the fifties. And he said, once he found that, then it just kind of clicked into place. Um, there was some issue getting it shipped in time and stuff. And he was really hoping he'd get it that day. But if he hadn't, he would have just punted. It wasn't, I mean, we weren't like on a vacation together. It's not like we went anywhere fancy. We were just in yeah. our little town and yeah. it was a regular a Saturday, walk, which is very nice. Like very, yes. I think good for us. Like, I don't think, I think it would have felt stressful or something or unnatural if we'd been out of our place, out of yeah. our element. So anyway, to answer your question, the only person, um, in my like close circle that he had gone to first was Isaac because Isaac lives up, up there, you know, and works with him all the time. And I would have, and I had seen Isaac earlier that day in person. So he told Isaac that morning. Okay. Yeah. Did you ask Eric later if he was nervous or if he like, if this walk was what he envisioned or if it was like, Oh, we're going on a walk. I'm going to grab this. Like, like what was his, once the ring was in his possession and oh, you were up question. in Manistee, you don't know. Okay. Well, this I is don't a question know. For I Eric should ask then. him that. That's a question for Eric. Well, I do think that he like that morning when we got up, I remember thinking it was a little weird because I had just done some recording with Katie um, for some episodes that are like rolling out right now. And so I'd been working and he was like, let's go for a walk later. And I thought well, that's weird. Like, 
Usually walks are just something we just do. It's not yes. something yes. we set up hours yeah. in advance, especially yeah. when we're just walking the, the place that we walk. stay in Manistique. It's just like right downtown. So it's not, we weren't driving anywhere. We just walk out the front door and walk to the marina. Um, but that, I remember thinking that like, wow, he really wants to get out and walk. Okay. So I'm sure I know that that was that planned. Was I don't think he yeah. does anything really that um, impulsively. But I don't know if he was nervous. He didn't seem nervous. You remember what he said? You don't have to share it with us. But like, was it a long speech? It was was short. Very short. short. (laughs) It was short. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. And you said (laughs) yes. I said yes. Okay, Megan. Like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately. And it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Well, let's talk about this vintage ring. I have seen a photo, but I want to see more. Like I want to see it up close. Actually, by the time this airs, we will have gotten to see each other in person. So let's just pretend I've seen it in person now. Um, Can you describe it and what you know about it? Like from its vintage era? Like, do you know where he got it? Let's talk about the ring. So I know he got it from a place called, uh, I believe it's Gesner Estate Jewelry, and they have an Etsy shop. I believe he found it on the Etsy shop. And he said he was looking, you know, they've got lots of really, I've looked at their shop. They've got lots of really beautiful jewelry. He said he just kind of kept coming back to this one. 
Um, it's a gosh, like I am not any kind of a jeweler, but it's it's a square setting. Mm-hmm. Um, the diamond is small, like it's not a big rock by any means. I luckily don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I, I I have really like narrow hands and skinny fingers, and mm-hmm. I think that a a ring that's too big on my finger looks a little odd, actually. So I really like it's a very pretty little like um white gold. And then it's got like the the rings from that era are ornate in a way that I think yeah. they've kind of brought back. But like you can tell the difference between a new ring that's made to look vintage and a vintage ring. There's mm-hmm. just a difference about them. Usually the diamonds and the newer ones are bigger, honestly. Yeah. And they they um, make them in a way to show off that they're big diamonds. Mm-hmm. And this is not this is like the setting is very much is just as much a part of the ring. Yeah, as that's the a good diamonds. way to put it. It's it's yeah. less. About, there is a center diamond. But yep. it's it's more like it's integrated into an artistic setting more exactly. than it is to show it off. Like, yep. yes. And there's these two like almost look like a little like like ivy shape or something coming off the sides with two little diamonds on each side. And then there's a band of the wedding band that goes with it that kind of like connects with it is a, a row of, I think, like six small diamonds. And together, it really yeah. I really love the way it looks together. The engagement ring is very pretty on its own, um, very delicate looking, and but the two together look great. Um, so. I love that so much because I, I mean, I am wearing the same wedding ring I've had for 18 years this summer, and I still love it. And I feel the same way about mine, which is I love the combined set um, so much more than just the engagement ring. And right. I saw a picture of your set together. So did you try on the whole set and then is the band tucked away now until the band is future? tucked away? It's in a box. Um, and I did try it on and Eric's like, are you supposed to do this? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Am I supposed to do any of this? Like, right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it on together. Cause I wanted to see it. I also wanted to know, um, the ring, the engagement ring feels a bit loose. At times, although I will say like right now it's warmer than it was when I got it and it feels now like it fits better. So I wanted to try them on together to see if I felt like both of them needed to be sized down or or how it would work when I had them. So um, still the jury's out. I don't know if I really want to size it down or not, but the I just needed to see what it would look like on my hand. So now I actually have the the box that the, the wedding ring is in is like sitting on Eric's bathroom sink and sometimes I never really know if like I never know how I feel about sleeping in a wedding ring I used to take it off before bed but I had a fatter ring in those days like it was um the it was chunkier I guess the setting this one's very comfortable on my hand I don't really feel like I need to take it off but I'm somewhat paranoid about sleeping in it so are you what are you paranoid about um losing it like it I mean, it's unlikely it would come off my hand in my sleep, yeah. but it, I actually you feel know. I for me, I sleep. I do everything wearing my wedding rings, except when I put on a lot of lotion after a shower. Yeah, I will yeah. take it off just so that I can get the lotion all around my fingers and everywhere. I don't like the. I think it makes me feel weird when there's lotion like inside the setting of my wedding yes. ring. But I shower and swim and travel and sleep in mine. I feel like it makes me feel more secure that I'm not going to lose it. Because I never, ever take it off. Um, whereas I feel like if I took it off, like, regularly, the chances of of something happening getting then feel off higher. off the bedside just, or something. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I agree with that. And maybe it's just getting used to it. You yeah. Know, it's been a really long time since I've worn a ring on my left hand. Like, a yeah. really long time. And so, um, 
the the more I'm wearing it, the more I feel like I don't notice it anymore or notice its absence. Had you, so. um, this is also ring related. Had you been looking at rings on other people? It's one thing to shop for rings and like look on Etsy and stuff, but were you in a mindset where you noticed other women's wedding rings, especially I'm curious, like midlife women, like you're probably yeah. not checking out the 26 year olds and their, you know, sparkly little diamonds. But I, I know like for me, I often notice wedding rings and especially yeah. when I was an engaged person, it's like your eye goes right to that. I guess I, w- I haven't, it ha- the news is still new enough that I haven't been paying that close of attention. Um, I, I don't know that I'm paying any closer attention than I was. I've always looked at people's jewelry. That's something yeah. I've always liked to do. Um, so yes, probably. Yeah. But in the yeah. lead up to this, you were not like, you didn't I wasn't have like laser eyes. out people's yeah, yeah, hands. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I want something like that. No, I yeah. don't think so. I do. But there is a certain, like, there's like an upgrade look that a lot of women around our age, you know, or maybe a uh-huh. slightly older, an upgrade, um, jewelry yep. <laughs> age. And I'll notice those. I often, those are not the style of ring I would want. Cause often it's just a bigger diamond. Yeah. So it's like, okay, when you're, you know, 45, would most people maybe just go for the upgrade right from the get go possibly, but that, I don't know that it would have been my style. So I, I feel like when I'm looking at women, my age or older, typically their jewelry is bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But not I always. I, not I, always. I seem to notice also a lot of people with alternative wedding yes. styles, yes. like things that don't look like a traditional engagement ring wedding band like at those all. Those rubber little, like those mm-hmm. rubbery There's ones. Those, I've seen a lot of those. Like My a, sister has one that's like a some kind of like a like a Michigan stone that's polished okay. into a silver setting. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. like a very very thin gold band, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um. And and then there are people like I know people who don't wear their regular wedding set except for special occasions and they have something they wear instead on that finger because it feels yep. symbolic, but it's not. So, yeah, I, I think twos. I've seen people with tattooed fingers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Well, we could probably talk about the ring all day, but um, let's shift to, I guess, talking about future plans and whatever you can or want to share about. Um, so there's like, how long will this engagement be? Of course there's like, so there's the when, but there's also the, like, I feel like the, it's wide open how you could choose to do a wedding at this stage in your life with grown kids, um, in your mid forties. It feels exciting to me because it's, there's just so many fewer expectations. You could literally do anything. You know what? I I have to tell you what I thought before you told me anything you had just been to Hawaii and I know you really loved it and you'd never been there before. I was like, I feel like they should just go back to Hawaii, just the two of them and get married. My sister-in-law that I was, who I hung out with there said destination wedding to Hawaii question mark. And I texted (laughs) back, not a terrible idea. So I will just say this. I, we are recording this a little earlier than it goes live. It is almost possible. It's almost probable that by the time almost probable, almost certain that by the time this goes live, I will have made an actual plan. And if you want to go check out my socials, you may. Okay. Um, I don't have a plan yet, but I will tell you what we're thinking about and what we're considering because you're so right. Like we could do anything we want. Um, we could, 
we could elope. Yeah. We could have a destination wedding. We could get married tomorrow at the Justice of Peace or yeah. County and then Clerk. Have a big party. That's and have kind a of party what I was later. Thinking. Yeah. Um, there's some logistical reasons that that might make a lot of sense. It just speeds up some of the stuff that we want to do. But there's a lot of pieces now that need to come together. Um, he needs to get his house ready for my kids to move in. Yeah. And that will not be, you know, that's going to be some doing because we are bringing pets and things like that into the house. And so there's going to have to be some, some accommodations made around all that. So like, there's some thinking to do around that. And we're opening a business in Northern Michigan this summer, which necessitates him to be up there to finish the building. (laughs) There's a lot of things happening. And part of me is fine with like doing the justice of the peace and then having a party later. If that's the way it shakes out. Great. There's also part of me that wants to do this the way I really want to do it because my first wedding really wasn't like that. Like I didn't feel like I really had any control over how it went. And it was just a little bit um, thrown together by like the mothers that got involved. And I also felt like at that first wedding, and I know a lot of people can identify with this, even people who didn't get married at 19, like I did, um, or 20. No, I was still 19 when I got married. Um, it didn't even feel like my guests really like those weren't my real friends. Those were like my high school friends. I didn't have any real friends yet, except for the ones who are still my friends. (laughs) Like, you know, like Missy and Jenna were there and they're still my friends, but those, it was like all of our parents, friends, relatives we hadn't seen in forever. Yep. Um, and like some, some young people just so we had young people, it didn't feel like our real life people. And now we, have the opportunity to do something with our real life people. And I think there's something about that that is just exciting and meaningful. I agree. But we also don't owe them anything. No, (laughs) no. And no one would begrudge you if you went to Hawaii, just the two of you and came back hitched. Like, I I feel like that's, yeah, you have all of the opportunity and hopefully very few external pressure or expectations. Exactly. Yeah. And I know, you know, people right now are looking for a party. Like when I, I got together with Missy and Jenna last night and just having a little celebratory um, time out and they were just kind of asking if I'd made any you know concrete plans yet. And I said, not yet. And I said, but part of me does feel like if I don't throw a wedding, when are any of us going to get to go to one? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you know, we're not trying to pressure you, but that's exactly what we were just talking about. Like, like it's, None of the kids are yet at the age where they're getting yeah. married. And so we've got, but all of our friends have been married for so long yeah, that there just aren't, those just things aren't happening. So yeah. um, part of me would love to be that person that yeah. makes it happen. And it, maybe it doesn't have to be either or maybe we yeah. can have both. Maybe we can elope somewhere really fun and then also um, have like a party in the fall or something. Yeah. So I think there's, there's a lot of ways it could go. And right now all options are on the table. There's also something very special to us about Northern Michigan. And I could see us incorporating that somehow we could do a wedding tour. We just drive all over the place and get married in a lot of different places or go like visit people. Like it wouldn't Uh even necessarily have to be, they all come to us. We could go do like the marriage tour. Like like maybe they did in the olden days. I don't know. So, um, I, I would love to hear if you have thoughts, Sarah, or like suggestions. I don't even know where people look to start making plans these days. And let me also just say, we're not going to have like a $30,000 wedding. Like we're not going to do that. Right. We would maybe go on a very expensive trip at some point, but we've got yeah. a lot of other things to put our money into right now. Um, 
I think that is the beauty of the every choice that you make will be intentional. And that is the difference between a mid 40s wedding and you got married at 19. I was 25 and I, you know, we felt like we were involved and we felt like we made meaningful choices. But good grief, like 25, like (laughs) what do you even know? I mean, right. I have very fond memories of my wedding planning and my wedding itself. And there there are people still very meaningful in my life who were part of it. So it's not quite what you're describing at 19, but there were still a lot of my parents' friends and my in-laws' friends that were there. A lot of the guest list and those um, the that part of the decision was very influenced by family, even though it was supportive. And like we we did feel like we had a lot of options, but how can you not, you're only a few years removed from being a minor. So I just mostly feel so excited for you guys of having the ability to like create a very intentional experience for yourselves. And then also for the people who are important. It's yeah, I agree with Jenna and Missy. There's kind of this phase of life where there's not as many things like that. So right. yeah, hopefully that doesn't feel like pressure, but just feels no, it's, like it's a consideration yeah. because I feel like it would, it, it makes it so that anything we choose will be amazing. Like whatever mm-hmm. we pick, it's going to be, or whatever combination of things we choose to do will be really fun and rewarding for all those reasons. Um, we don't, nothing has to, there's nothing to prove. Like I don't yeah. need a seated dinner that costs a hundred dollars a head I, or even <laughs> $50 a head. Like we could, we could get a food truck yes, and have an amazing party. Um, all the things that make weddings kind of a drag sometimes for the uh-huh. people involved, just being honest, n- we don't have to do any of that. No one has yes. to throw me like a destination bachelorette party. Um, I would love to get together with some friends, but like it, it can just be, there's nothing to prove. There's no status. I'm not trying to impress anyone. Yeah. It is all about us and what we want to do and whatever we involve other people in, we want to make it fun for them and yeah. not like a financial burden or a drag. And I think that's just exciting. So how do you, I know it's early. And like you said, by the time this airs, probably progress will have been made, but how do you and Eric typically do in these kinds of visionary conversations? Cause we've, we've had episodes, actually, we have an episode called partners and personalities where we yeah. really dug into how similar Eric and I are like I, as your business partner, him as your life partner, how do you guys do when there's this kind of like visionary opportunity, but you could go a lot of different ways. Do you picture it being very collaborative? Do you think you'll take the planning reins? Cause I don't know, you're the bride and he'll just go along with things. Like, how do you think it's going to go? Well, Right now I have a couple different ideas and I'm sure he does too. And we're actually going to get together and talk about it probably tonight. Um, one of the ideas that I have would require him to do quite a lot of work and another <laughs> build, build a structure. Yes. yes. Another oh, idea yeah, can, would just require him to put up quite a lot of money. So, well, <laughs> we both would be, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's no matter what, it's like a choose your poison either. Uh, and the idea, by the way, that I have, that would require a lot of work from him would also require a lot of work from me. So it's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know. of course. And I think, I, I think that the things that we've talked about, like Eric can be like you, but like times 20 sometimes like in the, um, seeing potential issues 
mm-hmm. that aren't problems yet. And like maybe letting that become a bit of a deterrent um, yeah. from getting started on things and sometimes having a hard time with the vision part. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, I think he sees the necessity of it. Yeah. Like it has to have, there's the only way this is going to happen is if we charge forward um, with some unknowns. I also think the fact that it's a relatively short timeline is helpful. So because you haven't you haven't really said much about that, but you you threw out like a mention of fall. Like it as yeah. has there been mention of the timeline? It, I it'll be fall by fall. Okay, so in twenty twenty three, you will be married. I will be wedded. Yes, yes. Okay, I will be a wedded wife in sometime in twenty twenty three. I'm gonna guess fall because that's when we will have a little freedom from some of the other stuff we're working on, and uh-huh. I just think that gives us a good enough window. Yeah to plan without it being like an overwhelming window. I don't think yeah. either one of us wants to be like, like engaged for 18 months or something. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't solve anything really. So there's no, things it, we're trying to move forward on. Exactly. You're trying yeah. to like, a, like you talked about a lot of the practical and logistical things are not, I mean, you, you want to be rid of those, not extend exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. And like, even, you know, even six months out, um, Things like setting up wills and like life insurance policies so that if one something happens to one of us, like if the business is covered, all those things, the longer we wait, the more complication it actually interjects into our lives because yeah. then it's like we have to have the interim solution and then the later solution. And so, yes, it'll, it'll be relatively soon. My guess is fall. Um, if not summer, we could decide just to jump the gun and do it yeah. and just go run off and get married. So Sometime soon in the next five to six months, it will happen. And um, I don't exactly. I want to wear a cute dress, a pretty dress. Yeah. But like even what that will look like is wildly different in one version, you know, than the other. So what I feel like we need right now is actually a Sarah brain. What I need is a calendar. Um, Mm. Perhaps this can be your early, early wedding gift to me. I need like all the things that need to happen put on a calendar so that it all makes sense. Yeah. All the like pieces to work come together to back. Yeah. And yeah. not even just the wedding itself, but like kids timing, like the kids moving in timing or not. Yeah. And like the, the house that we're moving out of, we're probably going to rent that. So what yeah. has to happen to that house? Like there's just so many. And I think sometimes um, where Eric can get stuck is feeling like all of those, and me too sometimes, but him in particular, feeling like all of those things have to be solved for before we can take any step. Right. When really only the first thing needs to be solved yep. for. And often one or two of those things, getting a date attached to them makes the yep. rest of the decisions a lot easier. It's like too, it's yeah. too hard to assign them all equal importance. Um, sometimes it's the most, the most important that gets scheduled first, or sometimes it's yeah. just the one that like, okay, this venue is only available on this, this date. Well, that does right. that help then backfill these other things. Yes. Um, Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're not, we don't have to get married, throw a party, move the kids out of the house they're in, into this, you know, into Eric's house and do all the other things all the same day. Like they can all happen in a staggered way. And, um, thinking of it that way is helpful too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I realized something we kind of glossed over earlier when you were talking about the proposal and going into the bar and, um, you said you told the kids by text one at a time. Um, I know that for both of you, like having your kids be, you know, to a degree on board or at least like part of this journey is going to be really important. Did anything stick out about 
the feelings that came up or their reactions when you told your five kids? So their reactions were all very typical for all of them. Um, Clara said, is that a real diamond? (laughs) And didn't say much more than that. Um, but was fine. Like, I I feel like everyone has seen this coming and there's no surprise really. Owen said something like huge. And I said, what does that mean? And I said something like, thanks for the congratulations. He said, I said huge. And I was like, okay, I didn't realize that was the congratulations. And he said, well, I, th- I thought you guys were practically married anyway or something. So classic teens yeah, being teens. Will said, it's about time. I'm looking forward to calling Eric my stepdad. I thought that was really sweet. Very sweet. Um, Jacob was very sweet. Just said, congratulations. That's great for you guys. Cool to see. And Isaac said, what a joyous occasion. And then I saw Isaac later that night. He was very yeah. congratulatory. And I just have, you know, everybody is excited for me. And yeah. when we all, the next, a couple days later, we saw Owen. I was with Eric and it was the first time I'd actually seen Owen after um, the news. And he was just grinning and was like, yeah. so tell me all about it. Like, Aww. you know, tell me all about the engagement, just being goofy, but yeah, but liking it. You know, they yeah. all love Eric and they, they see this as a very positive step forward for all of us. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. And, he, and he's really, he's done a very good job of walking that line between um, being interested in their lives and there for them. And in fact, you know, has employed Isaac for a very long time. He and Isaac are really close now Yeah. Um, without trying to step in and like usurp their dad's role. He's just, I think he's done it masterfully, honestly, and it's worked. Like it's, he's just been a great example of all the things Mm -hmm. that creates trust and like security and all of that without being too much or like too pushy um, or to like controlling of our space or anything or like making that. Making it about right. him or yes. like y- y- what they 100%. owe him. Exactly. Um, I, I wonder if that is a little personality driven too. So all the things that can make him very methodical or like you said, sometimes move more slowly or sometimes get lost in the details. I bet that that's very intentional. I bet that's yeah. not an accident that he's really thought about what the He has thought through, yes, he has thought through every possible downside, upside, what's best for this person, what's best for that person. Probably like, you know, he's run it through so many filters by the point, you know, I remember actually when like we had our first kiss, which meant we were like finally dating, right? Like for real. And uh, Jenna and I were talking about it and she's like, well, you guys are going to get married. I was like, what do you mean? It's a little early. And she's like, he wouldn't have kissed you unless he'd already figured out he wanted to marry you (laughs) or something like that. Like she's like, He's already worked all of this out in his head and now you're just going to wait it out, like wait the rest out. And I thought that was really funny, but but probably somewhat accurate. Well, in a, in a weird way, like it's romantic. Like I know like romantic, you usually think of like being more organic, spontaneous, like emotions driven, but there's something to me and it's probably my bias because I have a similar personality. There's something really tender and romantic actually about caring so much to be so intentional. I love it. I agree. No, I, I, I agree. And it's not how I'm wired, but I see, I definitely see the value in it, especially in the balance it creates and in the integrity there, you know, there's just a lot of integrity in his, um, in the core of who he is and his actions and why he does things reflect that. And so, yeah, I think it's all good. Well, I guess we have to wrap up. I mean, we could probably talk another hour. 
Um, So as we alluded to, we're recording this a good couple weeks before it airs and a good way to keep up with Megan's life's twists and turns is Instagram. You share regularly and thoughtfully on your Instagram. And then you also have a newsletter that is another place for people. So we'll make sure to link up in the show notes. Like we, we know we have listeners who just listen to the podcast and don't engage with us anywhere else, which is totally fine, by the way. Um, but it is like, if you want to see a picture of Eric, yeah. if you want to like follow along, I think that's a, a fun way to do it. Yeah. And if you, I mean, you can always just go to my website, which is meganfrancis.com, Megan with two A's or my Insta at the same Megan Francis. But, um, like even, I mean, everyone that does email, right. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah. a resurgence of email even. Yeah, like email people are getting email newsletters. Are, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's so becoming a thing. That's another good way to hear from. Hear the, all the scoop. Get the scoop. Um, well, this is the last day of April. It's the last um, you know what that episode means, of you? April. That's, it's going to be May. Yeah, it's going to be May. Yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> um, I always forget it's coming. And like every year it's, it surprises me. So I'm glad I got in front of it. We have lots of good... May podcast content coming your way starting this coming Tuesday. So we will wrap up here for now and talk to everybody then. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com.